Marketing Awards Marketing on Tap podcast. We are officially in season three. Woo! <laughs> We're your CBMA's co-founders and your podcast co-hosts, Jackie Devella and Jim McCune. Hello. Season three? I know. It's amazing. I know. I think this is our like 21st episode, something like that. Yep. Wow. Um, we've been working really hard since we finished 2022 season and we're heading into 2023. Uh, entry submissions will open up next month in September. So start getting all of your work ready. Uh, we're super excited to see what you guys are going to submit. We're also going to be hosting the 2023 Crushy Ceremony live in person during CBC Week in May. Um, this is going to be big for us. Everybody asked us last CBC to do the full thing in person. so. We are working out those details, um, but we're really excited about giving out awards face-to-face -face in Nashville. Definitely. And we also have new sponsors, our friends at Yakima Chief Hops, as well as Steel City Taps and DWS Printing have all joined Team Crushing, and we're thrilled to have them on board. Yeah, as you guys know, we only work with people that we trust and are happy to recommend to our brewery friends. Um, these guys are at the top of the list, so definitely check everybody out. Uh, another big announcement, we're working on revamping our Crushy Trophies a bit. Yeah, those are going to be awesome. Uh, we're also building our judges roster. You guys know we always have a huge team of judges, and thank you guys so much for volunteering your time. Um, if you're interested in being a judge for 2023, please email jim at thecrushies.com. And I think that's all the housekeeping we had, right? Yeah, definitely. So we want to welcome today to the CBMA's Marketing on Tap podcast, one of our big winners from 2022, Matt Tanaka from Stout Collective. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Matt. Hey Matt. Thank you uh, for taking your time today to share your, your knowledge with our listeners. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congrats on your crushies, by the way. Thank you, appreciate it. Good year for you guys. Uh, before we get moving, can you tell us a little bit about Stout Collective, um, your role, and how everything got started and what you do for breweries and how you can help? Sure. I like that. Three questions right off the bat. In row. <laughs> Just get into efficient, it, Matt. Efficient podcasting. So yeah, uh, Stout is a brand strategy and design studio for breweries. So we we work with breweries. We kind of divide our, ourselves between the strategy side, where we're doing a lot of strategic positioning. Um, brand building and defining and the design side where we're doing a bunch of logo and identity design, a ton of packaging design. I mean, as, as you two know, that side of the industry has changed so much in the last few years. I think last year we did something like 400 beer labels, a little more the year before. So like that part of the business is pretty nuts right now. Uh, wow. talk about that. Um, but yeah, how it got started, um, I've been in the beer industry for a little over a decade. In previous, previous roles, I uh, came up on the marketing side. So doing marketing events and social media, you know, kind of like all of the marketing things, like a lot of beer people's jobs are through distributors in the Chicagoland area. Um, the last job, I was sort of acting as a mini agency within that distributor. So we would work with our national breweries. They would kind of present plans. Um, for their national programming, and then we would make it work for Chicago, where we are, kind of how to connect to consumers uh, on the ground in the city. Um, and how Stout got started is kind of coming out of that. I was looking for my next role, and at that time, there weren't a ton of 
marketing jobs in the beer world to begin with. Um, and the ones that were, were filled with people that I respected and we're going to have those jobs for a while. So a friend just kind of recommended I just start it on my own. So we started really small about seven years ago, um, quickly added the design and strategy side and you know things have kind of exploded from there. You know, when we started, the, the industry was still at uh, 4,000 breweries when we opened the door and you know now we're over 9,000. So things have changed in the beer world a lot since then. Yeah, that seems like you got incredible insight early on and were able to parlay that into your business, which is smart. Yeah, we were able to, it, it was nice to kind of have that perspective sort of coming up on the distribution side and at that specific time, it's not like craft beer was new by that phase at all, but it was seeing a crazy exponential growth where everybody was running as fast as they could in all directions, it felt like. So being able to put some strategy to that at that point was super, super helpful. It gave us a lot of insight, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk about what's coming up for you guys. I know you have a big year ahead. Uh, are there any upcoming projects that you guys are currently excited about? Uh, all of our projects we're excited about. We're excited about all of them. I think, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting for stuff that's upcoming. Um, I probably need to keep things a little more vague than specific projects that we're working on, but we're, I think we're really interested in a couple different areas, which I could talk about. We're really interested in what's happening in the NA space quite yeah. a bit. How that, first of all, how that impacts how we think about a traditional brewery setup as it is, how we think about line extensions within breweries to add NA offerings, or how we think about NA only breweries at all, and sort of how that's going to change the landscape. We're spending a lot of time in that area, which is super exciting. Um, which I'd love to get your guys' take on where that's going to. I'm basically asking anybody I know in the beer space, like, what is your take on NA beer? Super vague and giant question that everybody's talking about. Uh, <laughs> on alcoholic space, it's growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was quoted uh, early on in the process of just kind of saying, I didn't understand it. But as I was educated on the various um, people and demographics that are really looking for like a full flavored beer without the alcohol content, mm-hmm. uh, all the new drinking opportunities that does open up. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing and uh, definitely a um, great new insight um, as far as I was concerned and seeing the recent growth of it all. Yeah. I mean, do you find yourself personally, do you find yourself reaching for any beer or purchasing any beer? I find now, I, I don't know. If you're sitting there and you want to have a beer, you want to get all the benefits of a beer. Spoke with athletes, and I mean, you, you could even be you know, literally drinking a beer and uh, not having to worry about drive later. So mm-hmm. I think it definitely has a place in society now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it's interesting that it's it's opening up, sort of challenging the way we think about drinking occasions for the whole industry, um, regardless as to whether your brewery is putting out NA products. People are thinking about beer in different times and occasions than we traditionally have. Mm-hmm. which I think is interesting for all of us. I mean, it opens up breakfast beer, right? <laughs> I still have a breakfast yes. I was going to say, as if that wasn't already open. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a work-friendly breakfast well, beer. One of the interesting points that I had learned personally was um, in other parts of the country, a lot of arenas are mm-hmm. alcohol-free. Yeah. So could you imagine, mm-hmm. like, you want to sit down and have a hot dog and pair it with a beer, and you're kind of forced to have, like, you know, soda or water? Yeah. Now they can sell a beer and a brewery still has um, ability to get into that space. I really love that angle of it. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Um, 
speaking of some projects, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question, Matt. Uh, sure. Um, how do you continue to create labels and other materials that stand out on these crazy crowded shelves? <laughs> it's a million dollar question. We all want to know. Yeah, that would be great. If you figure that out, you can tell me and then we'll <laughs> I mean, you're doing it though. Your stuff's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, it is something we think about constantly. We are constantly talking about this and we have been for a long time. I think we kind of approach it from a couple different areas. Because, you know, as I said, when we opened our doors, there were 4,000 breweries. And already at that point, a ton of off-prem competition. Like you, you had to stand out at that stage. But now, only seven years later that it has grown so much, that just becomes more and more challenging. Add to it that all of the Beyond Beer stuff, all the RTDs and experimental categories and CBD beer and THC-infused liquid coming, all of that stuff means we're not just competing with beer anymore, we're competing with everything, which I think just adds to that challenge. You know, how we, we approach it in a very like holistic brand forward sense, like what, what we like to say is, you know, we, we wanna make sure that you're building a brand for the long haul. So you're approaching what a beer looks like now and what a new beer in that line might look like in two years or five years that you're always kind of growing in the same direction. So the way we want to accomplish that is through design systems. So we want to make sure we understand what a brand looks like, what goes into it, so that whenever there's a new product in that line, um, it fits in with that and continues to build on that brand as opposed to creating additional confusion on the shelf. Because, you know, all of the old rules for packaging design, um, in a lot of ways don't hold up in a shelf that is as competitive as the beer space because you're not just trying to grab attention and communicate information you're trying to communicate an entire vibe or feeling while you're sitting next to hundreds of other brands that are trying to do exactly the same thing so one you need to attract attention to be picked up and then two you need to like communicate the sense of who you are like is it fun and weird and experimental is it consistent and reliable, tried and true? Is it different? Is it NA? These are all things that you're trying to communicate with design. It's a great takeaway. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't think you know people understand how much thought goes into even just the label. Like you mm -hmm. said, there's so many other things that you're trying to convey in those couple seconds that a person passes by. So mm -hmm. kind of like fishing for eyeballs in a way. And you guys are obviously doing an amazing job with that. I see you guys work with other half. We obviously are pretty much up the block from them. They're one of our favorite breweries. And you just see the amount of volume of different brands and different labels and different names. And it must be just a lot of logistical work to get through it all, get it all printed and created <laughs> and out there on the shelf and just to start it all over again, you know, tomorrow. Right. And, you know, speaking to other half, I think when you talk about what makes a good label or what makes a label that stands out on the shelf, you really need to take into consideration the type of brewery, like really their release structure. Like you, you can't treat an other half label in the same way you would treat fat tire. Like they just have to live in different worlds. And for other half, part of their design comes like comes from this confidence, this confident stance of like, we are going to be exactly who we are. And in some senses, we don't care if you know what our brewery name is unless you know. 
right. even to the way they set type on their label, sometimes it's hard to read the beer name or hard to even know it's all um it's a lot of inside references and really nerdy like hop references that the sort of layman consumer may not understand but it breeds this loyalty because you you get it if you get it and those that get it really get it so it, that that kind of thing is a completely different approach than like a fat tire brand where you couldn't pull off some of the stuff you, we do for like another half label for something that is for like a flagship that is at a more mainstream, wider distributed brand. Right, exactly. It's funny because if I was at the beer distributor with someone maybe outside of, you know, the craft beer space and they're like, wait, you're buying a beer named Broccoli? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or cheddar. Don't get it. Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of this, I mean, since we're on it, can you dive a little deeper in the way Stout um, works with the brewery? Like, are they coming up with the name? Um, are they giving you any insight of what to do or, or are you guys sort of left up to your creativity? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause it, it depends a lot. You know, we, we kind of work in two different ways with our clients. One where we are a creative studio. So we might work with the brewery on building out their design system and they'll come to us with beer names and say, all right, we got a name, we got a loose idea for a concept. Let's build a new label that fits in that system. And that's great. Um, another way we work with our breweries is we kind of become their creative departments or overflows of their creative departments. We become with their marketing teams and their design teams, and we work with their existing marketers and designers to sort of build that team. So we say to supercharge that team. And with those relationships, we only take on a couple of breweries at a time where we're doing that, but we get really, really deep into who they are and what they're doing and what their goals are. And the purpose of that is, you know, we might be having a meeting and a brewer might throw out an idea that's completely unrelated to the topic that we're talking about, but it might spark an idea for something else. And so we can kind of be at the table and say, hey, we're working on this other thing over here. That concept you just threw out might be super useful to bring up. Let's make note of that. And when it comes to naming that series, we've got the seed of an idea or whatever. And then there's some breweries projects where we are coming to it with ideas and names where naming beers or naming systems we do a lot of naming of breweries it's sort of an all all in kind of creative partner sort of model wow that's amazing yeah. coming up with a brewery name is probably one of the hardest <laughs> things there is now yeah it's so hard honestly it is so hard it is it is so hard <laughs> it keeps getting harder it's hard yeah. to find something that's unique and ownable that is repeatable and is available when you're thinking, you know, you said the word ownable, which is so important right now. Um, what's the approach when you guys are thinking about a brand strategy for a brewery, whether you're starting with or without a brewery name forward? Yeah, we have a, a, a bunch of different things we do that fall under the brand strategy category. I think the most um, sort of efficient or an exercise we use a lot is called the brand archetypes, um, sometimes called the brand personas. It is not something that we invented at all, but it's something that we use quite a bit and have kind of um, tweaked a little to make sense for breweries. So, you know, for if you're not familiar, the brand archetypes are, it's a, a branding system that's sort of based on the philosopher Carl Jung's thoughts about the personas of personality, basically said that there were 12 archetypes of humanity, 12 stories that represent people. And then brand marketers took that idea and applied them to brands and said, okay, if we think about your brand as a 
specific personality, a specific archetype, then we can make decisions through that personality that help keep us on the same track. You know, example we use a lot is Skittles um, as the jester archetype. And without even doing a deep dive into what that means and all the implications, it probably makes sense. If you've ever seen an advertisement for Skittles, you understand how they could be a jester. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, fruit flavored sugar candy. And yet it has a whole personality about fun and kind of a mischievous, weird way that people really resonate with. So we kind of take that idea. Um, we typically start there. We might branch off into, we might come up with new archetypes or combine a couple because our thoughts on the beer industry is that it is a pretty nuanced business because you're running different types of businesses. So you're running a CPG business, a package product that goes on shelf at grocery, but you're also running a hospitality space. You might have a restaurant, you might have a tap room, but no matter what, you're interfacing customers on your own territory. Uh, you are you probably have an e-com business now at this point. Your customer service, your social media, you have all these different ways that you interact with consumers. So having one very clean thing to point to to understand we're all on the same page about who we are and what we're trying to say is we find a really helpful helpful exercise. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's fun. It's a it's a it's a clean way to get everybody on the same page. Well that's wild. Did I hear that you guys um, are now behind the beard design conference. Yeah, yep. So we um, we have a conference. It's called BOP. Um, BOP, like the printing material, like BOP, like the printing material. Yep. <laughs> we thought it was fun. It, honestly, that name came from our team sitting around the table saying, "What are we going to name this thing?" Uh, and someone was like, "How about BOP?" I love it. Fun it's an insider term. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very fun to say. It is really hard to not be smiling when you say bop. <laughs> I'm smiling, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, bop, bop is coming up September 21st and 22nd. It, it sort of came from a place of us going to a ton of industry, beer industry events we've been going to for years. And whenever there's programming around creatives, marketing, design, branding, it generally has to appeal to such a wide variety of backgrounds. Like it has to make sense for designers and marketers and creatives, but also has to be relevant to, you know, the the brewer who's running a small brew pub and it's also doing the marketing and it's not a marketer. So there's like this whole range of people. So our thought was if we can go from the other approach, so host a design conference where the topic is beer as opposed to a beer industry thing where the topic is design, it might provide space for a little bit more depth where we can kind of get really nerdy on the subject, but it will also bring together a group of people who are kind of on the outskirts of the beer industry. You know, even at the big industry stuff, even for breweries that have design departments, you're sending the brewers, you're sending the director level people, and the designers don't always have a good reason to go. So we don't have a good reason to bring together that part of the industry very often. So that was the idea. It is uh, in Chicago. It is going to be relatively, we're keeping it small this first year. Uh, about 100 folks will be coming together next month for it. Um, Give us a little more information specifically on the date, time, and where we could buy tickets, Matt. Yeah. So uh, the date is September 21st and 22nd. You can get them at bopconference.com. There are a couple tickets left, I would say, um, if folks want to come out, should should jump on them soon. Um, 
but it's gonna be a good time we have a, a really obviously i think this because we're hosting it but we have a super cool agenda like a really cool list of speakers that i'm still floored are uh, also yes to come be part of this because it's going to be a very cool i think very inspiring conversation about what it means to create labels and design and art in the beer space in 2022 it should be really cool fantastic that's really exciting it's a great idea yeah thank you stout collective you guys are uh, pushing out some amazing work i appreciate that we yeah. try <laughs> you're doing it congrats again <laughs> on all of your big crushy wins we're super excited to see what you guys got to show off in the next year all right. Me too. It's fun. It is kind of fun putting this stuff together because we get to look back at the year and be like, what did we do this year again? So yeah, much has happened. Absolutely. And, and to any of our listeners, check out thecrushies.com and make sure you click on the winner's galleries. We have the last three seasons posted up there and scrolling through, you could just see the amazing work that was submitted and won. And it's also just an incredible gallery of inspiration. Yeah, definitely. So, um, again, if you're looking for any type of branding or marketing help, please reach out to Matt and his team. Check out their website at stoutcollective.com. You'll see all the amazing work that we were talking about today. Great having you on, Matt. Uh, we can't wait to uh, meet you in person. Yeah, definitely. Are you heading out to Craft Brewers Conference this year? Yep, yep. We'll be there. Awesome. So we will see you in Nashville. <laughs> Is that uh, yeah. May, uh, May something? Uh, the first May? weekend of May, somewhere around there. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, and guys, remember, start getting your work ready. Uh, entries for the 2023 Crushies are going to open. Keep an eye on our social media, Craft Beer Marketing Awards. Um, and if you're interested, again, in becoming a sponsor, uh, please email me, Jackie, at thecrushies.com. Thanks for listening today, guys. We'll be back next month with more great guests, including Yakima Chief Hops. Thanks again, Matt. It was awesome having you on. Thanks for having me. It was great chatting.